Ladies and gentlemen, this is David Miracatani. Welcome to Matt Chat. Today I am joined by the 1996 Olympic champion and the head coach of the New York RTC, Kendall Cross. Kendall, thanks thanks for coming on and welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, David. I appreciate it. Just uh, for future reference, it's New York City RTC. NYC RTC, my fault, sir. How are you, man? Everything you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, there's a there's an NYRCC out there. Oh, so I just want to make that a clarification. Right, and congratulations are in order. You uh, you got married this like four or five days ago, right? Yeah, this weekend. This weekend, Saturday. So you are actually taking time off from your honeymoon. So you obviously have married way over your head that she's allowing you to do this. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, she's a huge wrestling fan, and so yeah, I was trying not to be serious at all this week. <laughs> and, uh, but I can take a little uh, 15, 20 minute retrieve and, and uh, get down to business. Well, for sure. And we're going to talk in a little bit about the guys that have joined the RTC there. You, you know, we saw the press release and released it on track. But I think the story that everybody wants to talk about is Frank Chimizo training at the NYC RTC and being coached by you and Valentine. And there's a lot of layers to this. And, you know, I wanted to reach out to you and give you a chance to really tell people how you, this all happened. So first of all, just lay it out for me and the people listening. How did it come to be that Chimizo um, is training with you guys? Well, when we first started this, this RTC, which was in, uh, you know, last year, 2017, like April of 2017, you know, we, we set some camps in motion. To bring in some, uh, uh, you know, American wrestlers, bring in foreign wrestlers, and uh, really kind of, you know, um, launch the interest in the RTC. And, um, you know, and, and just to back up a little bit, you know, before we ever did um, launch this RTC, you know, one of the one of the big, uh, you know, things that I was very interested in doing, you know, to, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, help our wrestling, you know, help Columbia University and, and my RTC is to um, have a foreign element to it. You know, whether it be Dagestanis or, um, you know, Russians, Turks, Cubans, whatever it is. Um, that's, uh, that was kind of what we set out to do originally. And so um, as we set that plan in motion, we, uh, we invited some foreign athletes to come in, and uh, Frank Chimizo being one of them. And so from there, what we uh, did, we had another camp, and we invited him out. And so... It was this, uh, you know, kind of a relationship building thing between us where he was coming out to visit us. And, um, you know, he likes New York City. Um, I got to know the kid. And, uh, you know, so we, we it kind of started there. It started with bringing him in for camps. And, you know, he wanted to come back and, and do some clinics and do some kid clinics and be involved. And that's pretty much where it started. Right. And so it wasn't like necessarily we're going to go get Frank Chimizo, but and I should say this, you know, we talked about this off air, but I really want to ask you these questions in the right way, because I, I know you know this, you've heard this, and some of the feedback out there is, hey, you know, you guys are coaching Chimizo against Burroughs, and we're definitely going to get into that. But I just want people to understand the perspective of going to lay the groundwork out and then get to that point. So you, your goal... Yeah, you know, I, mean, I mean, look, last year when, when we had Chimizo out to, uh, you know, be involved in our, in our camp and... Uh, come and work with our Columbia guys. Um, he was at 70 kilos, and, and uh, there wasn't this Jordan Burroughs, Frank Chimizo issue. You know, it wasn't even, you know, you have to back up before, you know, what happened this year. 
Right. Um, you know, so this relationship was developing way prior to that. And, you know, and again, I think to keep in mind, the intention is, you know, to, to help us, to, to help build my, my RTC and, and to help Columbia Wrestling. You know, that, that was the gist of, that's the gist of bringing anybody here. Right. So my understanding of a lot of these guys that belong to RTCs and, and, you know, primarily I'm looking at it, you know, from the American perspective and, you know, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends and I've, I've made some calls in preparation for this is that, you know, I might belong to your RTC, but I may travel throughout the year and seek out other training partners and go to the XYZ RTC and the ABC RTC and just really sharpen the, the sword, share knowledge. All, you know, get different training partners, get different looks. It was that part of just Chimizo trains in multiple places through, throughout the world during the year. Is that correct? That's correct. Well, you know, mostly Dagestan, you know, he goes where the heat is. And what do I mean by heat? I mean, that's, you know, that's where the best wrestling in the world is. And, um, you know, honestly, if, you, if I, I can draw back on my own experiences as an athlete, you know, David, I, I went through two quads. Um, was on two Olympic teams, and um, one of the things that that I did to try to make myself better was I always chose on our foreign tours. I always chose to go to uh, to Russia, um, so I could you know interface with the best wrestlers in the world and, and get better. You know, and uh, so I think that's pretty common. We have a long tradition here in the United States, you know, of uh, hosting foreign wrestlers and and also going over there and letting them host us. And um, so, you know, that's just kind of, that's the model for any, aside from Chimizo, that's really the model for anybody that wants to get really good. You, you have to be with the good ones. Right. And and the, there's a lot of sort of unique circumstances here that, you know, Chimizo is a Cuban that, you know, married an Italian and represents Italy and, and nothing against Italy, but it's not one of the wrestling powerhouses of the world. And so to, to train in that country, you know, he's, obviously the best guy in that country, hands down. So it's going to be hard to seek out the heat, to use your phrase, which I really like, and I'm probably going to steal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, right? Uh, yeah. But but also that, you know, this has been going on for years in that, you know, Americans have gone overseas and we've brought other guys here to America. I think it's really unique in that Chimizo is obviously a threat to Jordan. Clearly they've had two great matches. And the other thing is that Burroughs is an icon. So, you know, for people that are saying, Hey, what is the NYC RTC and Kendall cross doing training Frank Chimizo to beat one of our icons? I want you to just, I mean, the floor is yours to just address that question directly. Okay. Okay. Well, first let's, let's break down what you just asked me that I am training Frank Chimizo to beat Jordan Burroughs. I mean, I, I would almost like to ask you the question, do you really believe that? You know, is that, do you really think that that's where I'm coming from? And, uh, you know, but, but I, I understand that that's the narrative out there, and, and, I, and I understand where it comes from, but it just, I think it takes a little deeper look. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's uh, look, I'm an American. You know, I, I won the Olympics. I stood on top of that podium and listened to my national anthem and, and, and had that experience. And I will always be an American. And when it comes to winning world and Olympic title, I'm rooting for Americans. It's, just, it's, just, it's not any other way. 
Um, it's just not about that. It's just, Frank Smith over here, being, being at the New York City Regional Training Center, isn't about trying to dethrone Jordan Burroughs. It's not what that's about. You know, it's about bringing Frank Chimiza in to touch our guys, to put his hands on them, to have my guys. You know, um, we just took in LeVon Mays, NCAA runner-up, and an amazingly talented wrestler, and um, Evan Henderson, you know, a couple-time All-American, who's really he's hot right now and, and um, at a good weight class in our country, um, has a good chance. He's, he's good. And so to have Frank Chimizo, um, at my training center, working, putting his hands on Evan and LeVon and, you know, Nestor Tafur, um, you know, and, and the Columbia guys, every kid that he puts his hands on at Columbia, does it make them better? Oh, yeah. And, Obviously, you know, so yeah. that's the purpose for having him here. It's not, um, you know, the narrative is messed up, and I understand, you know, how, how it looks. I do. I, I understand on the surface. But at the end of the day, um, what I'm trying to do is build something special here at the RTC, at the New York City RTC. You know, I, um, you know, if, if you think about the two platforms that I'm working with, it's building Columbia Wrestling, and it's putting our best guys on World Olympic team. And those are my goals. Those are the two biggest platforms that I have. And it, it certainly isn't to try to find a foreign wrestler to come and, you know, be our icon. That, you know, it's um, it's a little insulting, but, you know, I, I get it. I get it. I, that's where the narrative can go is it's focused. So, you know, that's, that's where I'm coming from in general, Dave. No, for sure. And y- you said to me, you know, what, what do you think? And, you know, honestly, I try to keep my opinions out of these. I just try to represent, you know, you and I have talked about this. It's just like you and me are sitting around, you know, having dinner or grabbing a drink and, I just want to ask the questions that people, you know, I think want to ask. So it's an interesting segue, though, because let's say that Chimizo had stayed at 70 kilograms. So now he's wrestling. He's, you know, you're, he's, his goal is to beat, from our country, James Green right now. And James is obviously a very talented, very accomplished wrestler, world medalist. And I don't think this is an insult to James Green to say he's just not an icon like Jordan Burroughs is. So how do you think the narrative would be taken if it was the, you were doing the exact same thing you were doing? He's training with Nestor. He's training with Evan. He's training with LeVon. He's being coached by you, but he's at 70 kilos, and it's going against Green. And let's say in this scenario, and this is a big part of it, let's say 70 kilos was an Olympic weight. Because if 70 kilos was an Olympic weight, that would, you know, obviously Chimizo might still be down there. Yeah, you know, I don't, I would say it would be a little different. You know, the whole Beat the Street event kind of put, put a twist on this thing that got the, got the ball rolling on what kind of narrative we have with it. You know, um, you know, I can, I can tell you this, you know, this has happened before. You know, um, I, I don't know if you remember, I'm going to back up in time, but, you know, Valentin Jordanov, Bulgarian, um, that won the 96 Olympics. You know, Dave Schultz brought him over here to live at Foxcatcher Farms, and he lived here for years and trained there. And, um, you know, and he was, you know, part of that program while Pete Jones was knocking on the door of being a world champion, trying to be an Olympic champion. Uh, he was the 91 world champion, beat Jordan Jordanov in the finals of the world. Um, you know, and so having, 
know, having Jordanov here, it's a little bit of the same thing. Um, you know, so I would think that the narrative would be, it would probably be, a, you know, similar, but not as strong as with, with the Burroughs situation. But at the end of the day, I just have to go back to this. Um, I know this about um, Valentin Jordanov being in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, while I was training, it allowed me to go up there and put my hands on him and feel it and learn. And um, I was so glad that he was here. You know, what did it do for me? You know, it, uh, it gave me another resource to, to get better. And I think that the focus, well, it is for me, the focus should be on the fact that, you know, we have some up here to help our guys to, to, you know, make U.S. wrestling better and to build Columbia wrestling. You're right. And and I know that from just talking to you and knowing what kind of person you are. So like, you know, so he's at 74. So let's say like, you know, let's say the Zahid Valencia's, Kyle Dakes, Alex Deeringers, you know, that are up a weight or, you know, the guys that are James Green's weight or even the guys that are behind the boroughs like an IMR and guys like that. Do you see a scenario where they would get to train with Chimizo either where they come out to you or, or he comes out to them? You know, if if they wanted, it made sense. You know, that's you know that's one of, that benefits everybody. You know, Chimizo benefits us. He doesn't hurt us. You know, and frankly, if you if you think about you know what we're talking about, you know, we're talking about um, Jordan Burroughs. You know, um, Chimizo training in New York City, uh, and he's competing against Jordan Burroughs. You know what? I can guarantee you because I know what it takes to win at that level. And Jordan is, you know five times um, more successful than myself in doing that, in, in, in winning. Um, I guarantee you, Jordan Burroughs isn't worried about what other guys are doing. He's worried about what he's doing. And, you know, so if it's, uh, you know, if some of these guys want to come in and, and help their training and come in and work with me, I don't see that that would be a problem, you know. But, uh, you know, again, you know, the guys that are trying out, the guys that are going to win world titles, they're not worried about other guys. They're worried about what they're doing. It's interesting you say that because one of the blessings that I've had from doing this podcast for almost two years now is getting to talk to the Jordan Burroughs and the Kendall Crosses and the Terry Brands and, you know, I don't want to leave anybody out, but just guys like that that are so singularly focused as an athlete or as a coach on being the best and having accomplished those things, you know, having been world and Olympic champions and What's what's incredibly interesting and insightful on your part is you're right. They don't think about what anybody else is doing. They're just doing their thing. I mean, clearly they're the watching tape and studying what other guys do, tendencies, techniques, you know, tactics, those sort of things. But the mindset is exactly as you said. I think one of the things I tell the people on my show is your normal is not everybody else's normal. You're, you stood and heard the national anthem played because of you. When we all started wrestling, that was our dream. And one one thousandth of one percent of us get to experience that dream. So what you look at as normal isn't for the vast majority of us. So a lot of people are looking at it and they're simplifying it and probably oversimplifying it and, and you know, maybe incorrectly simplifying it like this guy's here and they're going to have to wrestle. And so it's just as simple as this is not a good idea. Um, one of the things that I find yeah, interesting, you know, go ahead. You know, I just, uh, you know, I think the great one, I know this, you don't shorten somebody else's rope to lengthen your own. 
Um, you know, you go out there and do the work to win. You know, at the end of the day, Jordan, Jordan, you got to beat everybody in the weight class, regardless of where they're trained. Right. Tell me a little more what you mean by because you got these great phrases that I'm going to steal. You don't shorten one person's rope to lengthen another. Tell me what you mean by that. Well, I, you know, um, okay, so, you know, I think a little bit of the narrative is that, you know, there's American money, you know, funding to me those training. And, and if we were to stop that, there were not American money funding to me those training, which, uh, you know, then that would set him back. We don't want to improve him. Well, you know, um, it's really, we've had a long tradition in this country of, um, you know, having a mentality of beating the best. Um, and, you know, iron sharpens iron. And so all of it is for the better. You know, it isn't something where I just know, you know, the good ones don't try to, again, just, you know, try to hurt somebody else's training so theirs can be better. They don't do that. They just get better. You know, in fact, what Chumizo does is he raises the bar. And, and, you know, that's what a champion wants. You know, that's how you get in the position to be able to stand on top of the podium. Is you, don't, you don't avoid it. You know, and to all the little kids out there that are listening to this, you know, you, you, uh, what do you do when you're young? Man, you go to the tough tournaments. You seek out the tough training partners. You pick the tough guy in the room. And you go after him and you find your weakness and learn about it and beat him. And, and that's how it's done. You don't avoid the, the good ones. You don't, you don't go down a way to not wrestle the tough guy. You know, it's just, a, I think it's a, it's a lifelong lesson. You know, you just, you know, iron sharpens iron. You get better by beating, you know, working with the best. And um, that's what we're trying to do. You seek the heat out, right? Which is what you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah, go get it. Bring it, bring it to you. You know, I'm, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I just hope that nobody understands, misunderstands me on this. You know, I'm not, I'm not, it's not about, you know, getting Shemizo to beat Burrow. That's, that's ridiculous. What I want to do is build U.S. wrestling. I want to build Columbia wrestling and put guys and put some very um, elite level guys in front of my guys so they can put their hands on them and we can get better. I understand. I think there are two other questions that really pop into mind. First of all, you know, the argument about the American money and, and I understand your point against it, but I also understand why people would say that and this is a speculative question. So maybe it's not fair, but I think, and I'm asking for your opinion on this, that if he wasn't at the NYC RTC, probably someone else would have him here in the United States because he brings such a unique skill set. I mean, not only is he a fantastic wrestler, he wrestles in such a unique style that if you can pick up any of those things, you become incredibly hard to beat, especially if he's influencing college guys because he just does stuff. He thinks of stuff that, frankly, you, you see such a small percentage of guys do. A lot like yourself, you did things that, you know, it's kind of like, oh, oh, stop, don't do that. Okay, good, pin him. You know, those kind of things. So do you feel like he would, you know, that somebody here in the United States would probably seek him out at an RTC? I don't know, but I'll tell you this, I'm, I'm certainly glad that, uh, you know, we had the opportunity first because, you know, he's going uh, to help our guys. Right. And, and, you know, you and I have a mutual friend in Eric Guerrero, and one of the things I see similar about you guys, obviously, besides your weight class and your Oklahoma State ties, is that you have cultivated relationships all over the world, you know, with the Dagestanis, with the Russians and things like that. And I think those relationships are what's, you know, making NYC and the OK Oklahoma RTC grow rapidly. 
you know, one of the things that's going on right now, and it's it's looked at differently, is like Taha Bull is training here, and it's not on a full time basis, but he's training with Snyder, and you know, this stuff's going on all over the place. That's more the traditional way to. I think people have seen it. It's interesting to me, like you're going to continue to try to bring in other folks anywhere along the way with this, the goal, the simple goal being, let's make the NYC, RTC, and our members better. Is that pretty much the game plan there? Yeah, that's correct. You know, we've had Kurban Aliyev in um, a couple of different times. We've had Badrudinov, the lightweight Russian from Dagestan. Um, we've had uh, Muradin Kushkov, the heavyweight, come in and roll around with uh, Garrett, Garrett Ryan, our heavyweight in Columbia, you know, during the season. Um, in our RTC practices, you know, and so that's going to continue. It's done. It's, it, again, there's a tradition of us doing it. And, um, but I think it's really sensitive that, you know, with, with Chimizoa being a girl's way, and, you know, it's, it's just what it is. You, you know, how do you avoid it? Uh, well, you don't. You, you, you do what you, uh, would want to do to try to build the program that you're trying to build. It makes sense. One one question I definitely wanted to ask you is, like, and it hasn't, you know, it's obviously only happened twice and you were at one of those. But when you're watching that, how comfortable or uncomfortable, you know, what are the range of emotions you're going through sort of watching that? Well, you know, at the end of the day, Dave, I, I'm an American, man. I want, I want the U.S. to win, you know, and, and that's always, especially, the, you know, the, when it comes down to a world or Olympic title. You know, that's where my heart is. And, um, you know, I, I know Frankie, and one of the cool things that through having him around and um, is I've gotten to know the kid. You know, he's got an interesting background. He's, you know, from Cuba, defected, um, went to Italy, and he's had all the success. And, you know, I've seen him since, he's wrestled, since he was 17, wrestling in the World Championships. And, and um, he's a good kid. He's a, he's a good boy. And aside from all the, uh, the social media stuff that he puts out there, which is, Kind of entertaining, but you know, at the end of the day, good kid. And um, but further on beyond that, hey, David, I'm an American. I want the U.S. to win, and and I think that's very clear. Um, you know, with people that know me and people that are around me, and that includes French music. That's interesting, and I, I I I thought that would be your answer. And honestly, it's you know, it's not anything I asked you ahead of time because I wanted to just get your your gut reaction. But the people that I know that know you you know, felt this, felt that would be your answer. So it's, it's obviously, you know, it's some, those kind of situations have to be a little uncomfortable because, you know, you, you're, you bleed USA. And at the same time, you know, you have a relationship with the kid and any of us that have coached, you know, the, the more you coach guys, the closer you get to them and the more you actually care about them as people, not just as athletes. So Chimizo is obviously going to, you know, be an NYC RTC member through the next quad, or you know, which is only a couple years now. Let's shift gears a little bit. Tell me about what else is going on at the RTC there. You know, we we posted about Evan and, and Levon coming on. How excited are about? How excited are you about those two guys? Well, I tell you what. I mean, those are the those two. You know, I've got Nestor. Nestor was my first resident athlete. He, uh, he really fit in well with what we were doing at Columbia University. And, you know, he represents Columbia. He's not, um, you know, he's a U.S. citizen. He's born in New Jersey, but represents Columbia. And he just fit in really well. Love the kid. Um, and, uh, you know, so 
with the addition of Evan and Vaughn, you know, it's really starting to ground out and, and um, you know, it's a slow process. You know, uh, we've got, you know, three, uh, you know, four guys, you know, in my stable now. And um, with Evan and Levon coming in, man, it's, 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 we're doing what I set, set out to do is get some guys in place, get some guys that have a legitimate shot in place, and then let's, let's show them how to do it. And so, you know, having that uh, Chumizo in the room, that's going to help them. So I'm excited about Evan and Levon. Um, it's, it's kind of a, it's an interesting dynamic with those guys. You know, Levon is, is extremely talented physically, jet fast, you know, kind of has a little bit of overlap with his natural abilities with, with Frankie. And so, you know, to have Frankie working with Levon and Evan, you know, Evan's tricky. He's got an unorthodox style, which lends itself to, you know, being able to learn a little bit from Frankie, you know. And uh, so it's just been a, it's been a great, I can't, I can't ask for a better situation as we are one and a half years into this, you know, and, and uh, we'll continue to, to build and, you know, do bigger and better things as we move along. Right. And I, I had you on several months ago and, and we, we ran short on this. I kind of want to let you talk about this. You know, we talked off air about you getting, you know, I know you're a student of the game, your mindset and your approach to things are something that a lot of people told me they really enjoyed listening to the last time. And, you know, you wanted to talk to me a little bit about um, coaching with Valentin and, you know, kind of what you, you know, just what you've learned from him. It sounds to me like as much as you're coaching and teaching there, you know, you're learning from the Chimizos and the Evans and the Levans and the Nesters and the Valentines of the world as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, I, I don't think it's ever, it's a learning process for all of us, you know, and what's really cool, just mentioning Valentine, um, you know, Valentine's been such a blessing to me because he comes from that Soviet system. And, and aside from that, his wrestling intelligence is off the charts. And um, he takes very complex um, situations, complex ideas, um, and simplifies them and, you know, just articulate the way he articulates it. He helps you understand it and make sense of something that you seemingly would think is complex. And so I'm learning all these new and different things and not old, not new things, old things that I'm gaining an understanding of that I didn't really grasp. And so he's just been, man, it's almost as a, as a, as a coach, having him around me, it's been like, wow. You know, I've really appreciated it. And it, it didn't happen right away. It, it, uh, happened, you know, it happened over time. It was consistent, um, exposure to, to this guy over a long period of time, you know, a year and a half. And, 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 you know, now I can, you know, fully say it's, it's really been a blessing for me. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's a little quirky sometimes, but man, dang, he knows his wrestling. And, um, so, uh, you know, it's making me a better coach. And of course I learned from my athletes. You know, a lot of times um, I'll find myself saying, hey, you know, what are you doing there? Or, you know, or what do you think? What do you think? You, what do you think you should be doing? Let's figure out the answer before I, you know, come and, you know, pull one out and make it up. You know, I'm not going to do that. And so it's all a learning process. I don't think we ever quit learning. Yeah, I, I you know, from afar and then getting to know you the last couple of years, your style and your personality have always seemed more like, how do we do this together to make you successful as opposed to you're going to do it my freaking way or, or you know, hit the streets, Jack. So it, it seems like you're trying to build a, a collaboration there of, of, of great minds and 
you know, maybe like, you know, it's probably fair to say like a Levon Mays doesn't know all the techniques and strategies that a Valentin or a Kendall Cross does, but it doesn't mean on any given day he can't bring a tremendous amount of value with his skill sets and with his approach to the room. Yeah, we all uh, we all have our own expertise, and I think you know when you say collaboration, I you know I I kind of I think about um, you know just well taking an athlete and, and um, putting uh, it's a little bit back on the athlete to own their training and do the things that it takes to um, and, you know have the ideas and come come in and together with their coach and build a platform for winning. And um, so the athlete, I know myself, I really felt like I owned my training. And I, yes, I had coaches. Yes, they were, you know, um, had me doing certain things and sending me in directions. And I was a good listener. And, but at the end of the day, man, you own your training. And, um, you know, that's what I want my guys to do. It, it's the the two, you know, I think the two phrases of this, you know, are, see, you know, seek the heat and own your training. Because, again, all the, the great ones I've had a chance to talk to, they probably don't use a phrase as cool as own your training. But they're like, look, I had my own game plan. I held myself accountable. My coach, you know, yeah, I got a push once in a while when I was having a bad day, but it was up to me to make myself a champion and not anybody else. And I think that's probably more than teaching a, you know, a, a leg lace or a you know, folk style, a stand up or a reversal or, you know, a tilt or, you know, back to freestyle or Greco, a gut wrench. That mindset of, hey, you know, David, you're coming in here today. I'm going to help you get better, but you need to know what you're trying to accomplish, and you need to make sure that even if I have a bad day as a coach, that that's not going to slow you down. Right, right. I, I completely agree. Yeah, it's interesting listening to you guys. Like again, I, I'm trying to elevate my normal, and one of the values of, of talking to you guys is it changes my mindset of just how I approach my life and you know the 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 things I'm trying to accomplish, and it's. And that's the end of the day, you know, there's all these sayings like winners don't blame anyone else. They own it. You know, and you've used that phrase several times. So I just, you know, first of all, thank you for taking time on your honeymoon. Please, please thank Jennifer as well for letting me steal you for a little bit here. Uh, Just in summary, just in, yeah, I definitely owe her a cocktail the next time I see her. (laughs) Uh, Just, just to kind of give you the final summary you know, what is, what is your position on, on the whole scenario and what would you like people to know? Okay. Well, first of all, um, you know, I, I, let's get, let's be very, very clear. Um, I'm not training Frank Chimizo to be Jordan Burroughs. And you know what? I, I bet if, if uh, George, if you asked Jordan Burroughs that, and I, I bet he would agree with what I'm saying. That, that's, of course, that's the narrative out there, but you know, who's, that, who's that narrative from? It's, you know, it's, a lot of it's social media, and, you know, I just, uh, I want to be very clear that, you know, I'm here to help build Columbia Wrestling and help build USA Wrestling and put a dude on the, the World Olympic team, and I'm doing those things that I believe that it takes to make that happen. It makes sense. So, you know, Kendall, I appreciate you giving us this exclusive interview, and, you know, I appreciate your friendship and support as, as I've started doing these podcasts and, and reaching out and helping me get in contact with people. Um, I'm going to let you get back to your honeymoon. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll be talking to you in the fall, okay? All right. Sounds great, man. Thanks, David. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate you too. Ladies and gentlemen, from the NYC RTC and former Olympic champion Kendall Cross, this is David Merikatani with Matt Chat. We'll speak to you all soon.